Welcome to the Desert Trade Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Crête. Let's get started right away. Welcome back, everyone, to another YouTube Live. I'm sitting down today with Mandy, who's in Melbourne. We're going to talk about emotions. But first, how's it going, Mandy, today? Yeah, good. <laughs> what a few weeks it has been, huh? And you will be surprised I'm back in my pullover because it's really cold here in Melbourne. And again, weather in Melbourne is like the roller coaster, like the markets. You always have to be prepared. So when you come to Melbourne to visit Etienne, I have to make sure that you know you have to always bring clothing for four seasons in the day. Wow. So it can go from 27 degrees down to 17 degrees in like five minutes. And you literally feel it drop, like the market dropped last night. It can start to rain, right, really, really hard. And then five minutes later, the sun is shining. So you need to bring your raining gear as well. So, yeah, always be prepared that the weather is going to change. And we Melbournians are used to it. So the Queenslanders, they laugh at us, you know, because they always have warm weather. And the markets yeah. have been a little bit the same, haven't they? Yes, you never know what to expect and you kind of have to adapt, which is the same with the weather I keep talking about. So yeah. if you have any questions about emotions today, that's kind of the topic, the focus for now. So come below in the chat and let us know, first of all, where you're from, if you're watching this live. <laughs> and if you have any questions about emotions, we can talk about this too. And Mandy, you're really, really good at that. I, I think you're probably the best to talk about that topic. I yeah, think there's like no one you. who can go to that level and stuff. So I want to make this tactical, but for people kind of wondering, because people have kind of different problem with this. First problem they could see is that they start to trade and then they get emotion and they feel like they have to suppress the emotion, like control them or put them aside. How do you respond to those people that feel that this is what they have to do? Yeah, you see, first we need to know why is it even important. Uh, actually, before we go there, I have to laugh. I have to get it out. Um, and as Stas just saying, when Mandy puts on the pullover, go long weather. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Nudge peoples, I do speak German. I am German. So, yeah, <laughs> the question is, Etienne, why is it even important for us to talk about this? And I would right. love to pass it on to, to you guys who are on our chat. Like, why do we even talk about emotions? Why is it important? And there is silence. Yeah, it's coming. Mm. It's why do you think, Etienne? So people have this, I think people have this way with emotion with the fact that they feel emotion, but they don't want to feel them. They feel like emotions are kind of going against them all the time. And they kind of want to suppress yeah. emotions. And they feel like if they were to be able to control them and understand like how they can make it work, then they would be fine forever. And they would be trading perfectly well after. Which I think yeah. in itself is a flaw. But that's what kind of people, I believe, from, from what I think, people want to master. And you guys can't know if that's right or not. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but you can't go in the chat and you let us know what you think about this. Yeah, exactly. Actually, it's, it is an important factor in trading. And, you know, one of the main reasons why traders contact us, I'm sure it's the same for you as well as for me, it's because they experience that their emotions interfere with their ability to do what they know they must. And yeah. it's, you know, the perfect example, as always, is if you want to lose weight, you know you shouldn't have chocolates and cream buns and pizza. And, you know, something happens, you get under stress. And then you're like, oh, stuff it. And, you know, you just get a chocolate to get you through that. And then afterwards you regret it. And so it's the same with trading where, you know, you 
you should follow your system. And then, you know, it's like a bifurcation point. The pressure gets so hard, so strong that you can't stand it anymore. And then you give in and you do the opposite of what your system says, right? And mm -hmm. I mean, we all do. And that's why it is so important that we talk about emotions. And it's not only in trading, it's everywhere in life. I see that everywhere, especially at the moment. There's so much going on. I don't know what's happening in the world. So much going on and people really go through the roller coaster of emotions with it. Now, I was working with a trader yesterday. Um, actually, I've been working with this trader for six months now. Amazing guy, especially from where he came from. Very shut down, knows how to trade didn't get his trading off the ground at all. And I couldn't barely mention anything. As soon as I would challenge him, he would shut down on me. So we needed to really be careful and just let him heal, right? And then suddenly last week, he came out with all that stuff that happened when he was between 12 and 15. Like email after email, he started telling me about it because he was then ready to deal with it. And the events they were so traumatic that he couldn't deal with them beforehand. And so this is the challenge, you know, where we have shut down whatever happened and we can't deal with it because it's so painful or so overwhelming or we are worried that we lose, that we lose the plot if we look at what happened. But at the same time, you're losing the plot in trading because we don't look at that. So he was one of those examples. He came to me and he says, I want you to help me to stop being so emotional in trading, right? So being, he knew that he was down on himself and he was very judgmental of himself and he, he would go through the roller coaster of emotion like Melbourne weather. He would make a profit and he would like, yeah, yeah, yay, you know, so happy and elated. He would take a loss and he would be down in the dumps. And that would take a lot of energy, not just for himself, also the impact it had on his family, on his friends, on his children. He's got like two little kids, right? And to see daddy go through the roller coaster of emotions, that's not healthy for little kids, is it? So that's why it is important to learn how to deal with emotions. And there's those school of thoughts. I see that on Twitter all the time, Facebook as well. You need to stop doing A, B, C, D. You need to stop feeling bad about losing trades. You need to stop. You can't, you know, if we could just stop, if there was a switch that we could flick on and flick off, we would, right? But apparently yeah. it's not working. So let me just see what our audience says here. Or is there this famous like, thing of trying to just do it no matter what, follow the plan, no matter what, no matter what you feel, follow the plan. But I think that works up to a certain point. Like maybe when you're used to doing it and maybe when you have nothing and kind of going against you, but in yeah. the beginning, that's really hard to do when you first hear, like, oh, follow the plan, do this, do that. But then you try to do it in the market, but it doesn't really work. Right? doesn't work, I'm pretty sure right? people saw that yeah. before. Yeah. I've seen this for myself. So. <laughs> that's exactly. And I went through exactly the same thing. I think every trader goes through that unless they're being trained in a professional environment like a bank, a prop firm. They still yeah. go through the roller coaster of emotions, but they have mentors next to them. You know, they have mentors just talking to them, you know. I'm here. I'm your support. What makes it different? Do you think it's only the mentor or it's the, the type of person that are different in banks or just a mentor helping them? Yeah. So it's a really interesting question because what kind of people would banks employ? And yeah. if someone is overly emotional, they would not employ those kind of people. 
So they already choose the cream of the crop to start trading in banks. And there might not be good human beings, nice human beings, but they will be great in trading the markets. So there are certain behavioral patterns, personality traits that do make a great trader. And that goes back to our conversation last time, is trading success nature or nurture? So that's one thing. Um, the second thing is, the second aspect is when you have a support, life is easier. And I just got an email yesterday from a trader saying, I've tried to do it on my own for too long. I'm now ready to reach out for help. I'm like, yay, you. That's amazing. Because not many traders are ready. You know, they, they come to me and I say, I want your help. And then I say, yeah, here's your help. Or you gave me some nuggets of wisdom. I tried that on my own first. What does yeah. that tell me? That tells me that they have experiences where they have maybe trust issues or they think they have to do it on their own because otherwise they're a broken human being, whatever it is that's going on for them. But the thing is, nothing great ever has been achieved in life alone. Nothing. And that's why I love what you do, Chen, because you create this massive community of traders. No one is alone. Like in your Facebook group, the support that everybody gives each yeah. other. I love that. Yeah. And so many times I don't know what to do. And in the past, I would try to figure it out myself. Now I'm like, Etienne, which is the best membership plugin? Because I know you've <laughs> been through that. You went through all the plugins and you did your research. Yeah. And you do the same with me, right? In my areas of competence. And mm -hmm. that's like a massive step up. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen very few people trying to kind of not go alone in trading. I think a lot of people start alone. They want to learn everything by themselves. Is that because of like their personality or because, of, because they have, they feel like they're better than they think? Or why is that exactly you think? Well, it, it depends again. It could be several things. What I experience a lot is that when they grew up, there were two types of experiences. One experience was they wanted to explore something. They wanted to try something out. And then someone came and said, a story I want to share, if that's okay. So I was sure, at a barbecue. Sure. That was last year. And my friend's little boy, uh, he's about what, seven, I would say. He was trying to make a fire. That's right? so a little, little fire. And so he's setting like the, you know, the little sticks together and leaves. And it was completely badly done, as a seven-year-old would do, right? They don't know anything. What happened was a much older guy, so he was about 18, in trying to be a good person and, and, and out of love, came and said, he said, you know, this is not how you get a fire done. You have to do it this way. You should have seen the face of the little boy. It just like, you know, the disappointment. You know, here he was, his little project, and then someone comes and says, that's not how you do it. So out of that experience, the little boy would have made decisions about himself, that he is not good enough, that he needs someone else to help him through, or that when he wants to do something, others come and tell him how to do it. And then his, don't tell me what you do, was born, that he then was probably going to carry into adulthood if, you know, his mom wouldn't have a friend like me who would explain to her, this is what you need to look out for and help him through to resolve that. And how many people, how many adults, how many grown-ups have this don't tell me what to do thing? 
they have this thing around authority. They hate authority, they resist authority to the point that they don't even follow their own instructions. They're like, I'm going to be healthy and fit. I'm going to eat only fruit and vegetables and good food this week. And one hour later, they're in the chocolates or in the pizza. Like they rebel against themselves. And that comes out of experiences like that. Yeah. I think for me back when I didn't have rules and I was trying to trade, I think it comes down to seeing that you can succeed without rules. Like you can succeed just by yourself without having anything to kind of put you in the box per se. So yeah. but then you realize you cannot do this and then you have to put rules and then you become better. Yeah. And that's exactly why we now need to look at emotions because the whole don't tell me what to do and the whole not taking instruction even from yourself is an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes back to. And I see so many traders at here and they want to skip that point. They want to skip forward to, here I am, completely emotional. It's stuffing up my trading. Help me to not be emotional and help me to stop stuffing up my trading by brushing my emotions aside. But they're skipping a few steps here. Okay, so... Emotions is what makes us, what define our personality. Thank you, Chris. And I love what you're saying here. And we have to be a little bit careful because you talk about personality. Now, personality is something that can't be changed. And if you look at the examples, Linda Rushke in her last newsletter, she, she sent out this really interesting research. It was three brothers. Some evil person did an experiment with three identical twins and separated them when they were like really little. And then years later, by chance, they came across each other. And it was really interesting because they had the same idiosyncrasies, the same way of speaking, uh, so, so similar. So this is what they were born with. Now, behavior, behavior is something that we have been taught as we grew up through our childhood conditioning, through our environment. So me being German, I have very, very different behavioral patterns than someone who is Mexican or someone who is Thai, right? So this is what I've been trained to do, my behavioral patterns. Emotions is more, I would say, behavioral and not personality. And that is the good news because personality we can't change. Personality is nature, like those twins. Behavior is nurture. And that is the exciting bit because we can change that. And that's why I believe everyone can become a successful trader. Um, yeah. And you, you also get used mm-hmm. to it better. Like if you feel something first, you might be scared and stuff and you don't trade. But then a couple of months after, you might feel the same thing. But you understand yeah. what that means and you get, take a step back yeah. and apply the right yeah. thing after. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so but before we go there, um, just want sure. to, Adam says trading and emotions come down to over leverage. And if you get emotion involved, the position is probably too big. That could be one aspect. And that gets me back to all the crap that I'm reading on Twitter. If you're too emotional, reduce your position. That yeah. is like saying when you have the flu over and over again, take more Panadol. <laughs> yeah, people like this look- it's, it's like a shortcut. People like that. But yeah. I felt emotion outside of overtrading for sure or over leveraging. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And now we want to look at over leveraging is a symptom. It's not the cause. Now you want to look at what's the cause of the symptom. What's the cause of our emotions? Because 
number one, when you get emotional, when you overtrade, over leverage, that shows me that you're not dealing well with pressure. And it also shows me that what caused you in the first place to over leverage? Because that's where the problem lies. Yeah? So don't look at you're feeling emotional, reduce your, your positions. Look at why did you over leverage? Why did you over trade? What was the driving force? And that is also an emotion, often driven by, I want to achieve my goals faster. I'm sick of my job. Why are you in a job that you're sick of in the first place? Why don't you live the life of your dreams? So we want to go that far back because that's where the emotions start. And what Adam says, yeah, that's great, but that's just a symptom. And if you keep working on the symptom level, you will not yeah. get anywhere. You will just keep trying to put fires out and, you know, put the beach boats on the water so you don't feel the emotions. Um, great. Thank you, Adam, for mentioning that because then I had the opportunity to actually bring it onto the table. And Colin says, you can work with a cloudy head, but focus won't be sharp as required for trading. Exactly. That's so true. And I was just saying to one guy on Twitter who would like enormous stuff happening in the last few months, like everything that could happen, so much bad stuff happened in his life. And he had like five months of outrageous, amazing performance. And then one month of bad performance. And it's like when you go through, you know, when life wrecks havoc in your life, you're cloudy. And of course, there are emotions. And to say, you know, when you have a death in the family that you can still perform at the highest level in your trading. Nah, you need to deal with the emotion. You need to deal with the grief first. Because as Colin says, it's a cloudy head. Ashley says, what's my advice on overtrading? Well, again, yeah. what is the root cause? Why do you overtrade? What causes you to overtrade? Overtrading for me can be several things. It can be an addiction, uh, like a shopping addiction where you go shopping too much. And the starting point for you to look at is where else do you do too much of in your life? Do you overeat? Do you over go shopping too much? Do you have verbal diarrhea at people? I was talking with someone yesterday who contacted me and he was, I barely could say hello and he was just going, whoa, at me for <laughs> 10 minutes. It's like, I know where your problem is, dude. There's this mess in your head that needs to get out. Learn to structure your thoughts. That will help with your trading and also will help with your social interactions because you actually let other people talk as well. So yeah, what's the root cause for your overtrading? What need does it satisfy in you? Do you feel um, that trading makes you happy and makes you feel good? Well, then I would say you need some more things that make you feel good in your life because otherwise you're just filling the empty silo of feeling good, right? So it's hard to say. There's not just one advice. It depends really on the context in your personal life experience, uh, life circumstances. Do you think people overtrade as a replacement for something they lack or more as a habit? Like they're used to doing no. that, they overtrade. No, it's a replacement. Okay. It's the same like overeating. It's the same like drinking too much. Definitely. It's the only reason. Yeah. It's exciting news because now you know where to solve that problem. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not that hard to fix sometimes. It's just a, a small change no. or going back to the cause and then you fix it. Yeah. Half an hour conversation, it's done. Exactly. Yeah. Of that. Because we know trading will solve our problems. Well, <laughs> for most traders, it starts creating new problems, bonkers forex. 
if we get it right, so depending on what's going on in our lives that day, we resort to the yeah, instant gratification, exactly. We think it, it helps to ease the stress, but it causes more stress. Because again, the underlying issue is not resolved. Shopping is not solving any of your problems. Chocolate is not solving any of your problems of loneliness, of feeling bad about yourself, of not being able to connect with people. Money does not solve any problems. How many traders do I work with who have a lot of money and they still feel crap inside? And I thought that trading is going to be the solution to that. It's not. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that's interesting is that when you solve problems, new problems appear. And they're, they're like different, but there's still new problems that you have to solve. Yeah, so it's, exactly. it's never like done and fixed forever. It's always like a full yeah. problem, which, which is fine. But it's just so someone so. comes to me and they say, can you please solve the problem with my dog? My dog makes me angry. I'm like, yeah, let's sure, let's do that. I solve the problem with a dog for them. They see the dog and they only have happy feelings. Then they come back one month later. Can you please help me solve my problem with my cat? Now my cat makes me angry. Oh, fancy that. Let's solve your problem with your cat. And next comes the parrot. And so it goes on until they realize that the problem is in here and not with a cat and not with a dog and not with the markets, not with a broker and not with your trading system. Because if you have unresolved emotions inside, as Colin said, it clouds your thinking. And the amazing thing is that once you resolve those things, they gain clarity. And with clarity, we gain certainty. And with certainty, we gain confidence. And then suddenly we see all those ways of trading that are actually working. And you're like, why didn't I see that before? It was there all the time. Yeah, because we, you know, we cleansed your glasses and you can see now. I just love that. It's always good. Yeah, yeah. Colin, it's the thing. I'm keeping it safe with talking about food and diet. I could give examples out of your relationships, but that's too challenging for most people. <laughs> so I felt the emotions when I funded my account. Trading in a demo is emotionless. Yeah, Jay, if it is really that case, trading in demo has its space. We can try out new things. And also you can play a game. You can say, all right, so this is what's unfolding now. Let's make a bet. I think this is going to happen next. And then you tick how many times you were right. And you also want to say, I think this is going to happen next because, so give the reasons why. And money, money is, is great because there's so much emotions around money. And that's why I'm um, running also the money mindset workshops for traders. Because if we have stuff around scarcity, then that will show in our trading. And, you know, I grew up with scarcity, definitely, because my family was quite well off, you know. And then my parents separated. And suddenly there wasn't enough money. Suddenly money was an issue. After you know, going skiing, I grew up skiing in Samat, you know, which is, you know, one of the most expensive ski resorts in the world. And, you know, having a life where I could have anything. My father wanted to buy me a pony. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a pony. And then they separated. And there was no more pony, no more skiing in Samat. I was like, we can't buy these clothes. We now go to the cheaper one. And that's, that's a massive impact on a young kid. And it's not good or bad, right? It's just, okay, that happened. And now that we know that happened, as an adult, I know what to do with it. As children, we don't. Then we don't feel good enough anymore because I was in a school with, which was like for higher daughters. And suddenly they were all dressed and I wasn't dressed up to the level they were dressed. I didn't have the latest gadgets. 
what decisions did I make about myself? And I'm sure many of you can relate to this story because in some way, shape yeah. or form, everybody has experienced something like that. And again, it's, mm-hmm. it's exciting because when we know what it is, half an hour conversation and we can get, get it resolved, we can heal it. So I'm curious on that topic, what exactly would you do with this? Would I be kind of going back to the cause? Because it's one thing to know it happened, but then you yeah. really have to deal with it or just understand it happened. Yeah, How's so there's four steps really how to deal with the emotional intensity of anything that we go through. And you can't skip the steps. You have to go through it. And that's the problem that I see in our industry, Etienne. They want to skip the steps. They're like, I don't want to go through there. I don't want to feel it. No, and, because it doesn't feel comfortable at all. It, yeah. It feels, it feels bad. So. Yeah, it does. And yeah. I can tell you how many men say to me, you're the first woman who made me cry. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good call. <laughs> I've done my yeah. job with you. Love it. The thing is, number one, we don't need to talk about the instance, what happened. I don't need to know what happened. It doesn't matter. For me, I look for the coding and the programming behind the stories. And that's why I don't need to know the story. I just need to get a gist of it. Once we know what happened, I need to know what are the decisions that you made about yourself and about life that show up in your trading or in any area of your life that you want to resolve. Once we know that, we say the way to resolve your emotions is you have to feel in order to heal. So you have to, instead of trying to push them down all the time, in a safe environment, which is part of my job, to create a safe environment or wherever you are, find somewhere where it's a safe environment where you can really feel and let the emotions out. You need to feel them and then you name them. You say, you give it any name, doesn't matter, banana, fear, pain, doesn't matter. You name the emotion. And then you can let it go. Yeah, so that's the steps that you, that you have to go through if you want to deal with your emotions. And once you've done it with someone in a safe environment and you know how to do it by experiencing it, you can't read it in a book. You have to go through it by experiencing. It's like when you learn how to swim, you can't learn swimming by reading it in a book. You have to be in the water and feeling the, how it floats. So riding a bike is maybe a better example. You can't read how to ride. You can't learn how to ride a bike by reading. You have to learn what it feels like to be wobbly on your bike when you don't have any more training wheels. Yeah? And then you have someone there with you who holds your bike up when you're about to fall over. And once you have learned how to ride the bike, you can do it over and over again. And that's the same with the emotions. Yeah, Learning how to release your emotions. And then it just becomes like, oh, there's another emotion. Yay, let's release that. And then you do the same thing over and over once you know how to do it. And so, yeah, it, it is so simple and yet so many are resisting it. It's like, dudes, do you want to make money or not? And, you know, when I put out this thing about nature or nurture, I want to do this experiment and I just put it quick tweet and I didn't really think it through. And I said, I want to work with losers and find out if it is really nature or nurture. And then one guy was like, oh, you can't call them losers and try to be politically correct. Here's the thing, Etienne. If you are more concerned, I know you personally, you are not, but if the trader is more concerned about me using certain words so I don't make him feel or them feel bad, that shows me that they're more concerned about their emotions or 
not feeling pain or not being judged than making money. Yeah, and then right the now, exactly. yeah, yeah, right now, I know what's happening in this. This trader can't, cannot perform. I was at a course this week. I, I do have to do professional development all the time. That's part of my thing that I have to do. And it was really hardcore. So we have to perform in something that's hardcore feedback, like, oh man, really? I don't do that. I'm not like this, right? That's what's going on inside. And all I can say is, thank you for caring enough for giving me that feedback. And then instant implementation. So someone said to me, give an example, what did I say? So someone said something to me. And then I said, oh, wow, that's so powerful. And then my trainer said, what's so powerful about it? That's bullshit. You're trying to manipulate that person. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't mean to manipulate. I tried to make this person feel good. You know, I tried to be nice. That's what's going on inside. But drama has to stay on the inside. On the outside, it's like, thank you, Grace. I really appreciate it because Grace is my trainer. And I trust that she has my best intentions at heart. And she sees something in me that I did not see, never, ever see. So we then took what she saw and we dived into that. And then I could resolve some of my stuff, which will show in my trading. So exciting. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mihai see. says, can you have a, a subconscious emotion that affects your trading? Yeah. The ones don't get at the surface, but then they are kind of behind. And I guess for you, what would be an example of that? And then how that's can you deal great, with this? Exactly. Yeah. Give us an example, Mihai. And that's the thing, you know, for most of us, I don't like to use the word subconscious. I always say it's the unconscious. And the thing with the emotions is that for most of us, if we are not trained in it, it is unconscious. And yeah. that's why we need so, a third party. Yeah. Could an example be something about your money mindset, the way you see money and the emotions you have yeah. about money? Would that be an example? Yeah, okay. Yeah, great example. So. An example would be when, if you're a PAYG, for example, right? And you get your pay. Let's say every first of the month you get paid. What do you do with your money? Are you resisting paying the bills? Are you mm. paying immediately, spending everything? Are you using the money to invest it? Or are you going on a shopping spree to make you feel good? All of that, unless you have dived into your relationship with money and what the driving force for your behavior is, is unconscious, right? We just do it. We don't think about it. Then you get into a relationship. Let's say you are the one who always saves the money. And then you get with someone who always spends the money. Friction comes up, right? And it's like, we have to save money. I know, but I need those CDs. I need those DVDs. You know, that was the, the thing that I had with my partner at the time where I was like saving money and he was spending money and we were fighting over it. And now I understand, you know, it's like so funny. 10 years later, if I had known then what I know now, we would still be together. Definitely. Because, you know, we, we almost separated over money, but it was other stuff as well. It doesn't matter. And the, so I made him wrong. He made me wrong. I felt misunderstood. He felt misunderstood. All it was, we had different values around money, different ways of growing up, different needs. And all it had taken was to say, out of the money that we have in a kitty, you get $200, I get $200, we spend it on what we want to spend it on. And the other party is not allowed to judge, to make comments, 
but to be happy that they found a way to make themselves happy. Whatever. Yeah. It's not emotion related to money or to trade plan execution. Thanks, Mihai. So what is it um, related to? We now know what it is not related to. Now we would love to know an example that it is related to. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, money, money like trading or maybe trading because money is involved is just magnifying what our conditioning is, what our coding is where we have been rescued when we were children. So if you are someone who always has been given money from your parents without having to work for it or without having learned what $10 means and the impact it has on your life or not, then you will not be good with money when you grow up because your parents rescued you around money. So if you're someone who wanted to buy something, please, mom, please, mom, or please said, can I have this? And they would pay for it. They rescued you around this thing. If you were a little bit older and you got into trouble financially and they rescue you out of that, then you will not learn how to take responsibility around money. So whatever we got rescued in when we were growing up, that's where we become dysfunctional as adults because we haven't learned. It's like when you have a little tiger cub and you don't teach it how to hunt. You put it out into the wild, it's going to starve. It's going to go to the humans and say, please, human, feed me. And then the humans go and shoot it. Assholes. I just saw that on Twitter before. Yeah, that's what happens. Sorry, I got a little emotional here. <laughs> wonder where that came from. Mm. Yeah. And I can deal with it. Your own pocket money works and try to gain some more. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that a lot in traders as well, where they say, if I had more money, then I would trade better because my trading system works. And then what do yeah. they do? They go to the three Fs, the family, the friends, and the fools. And they say, I'm a kick-ass trader. I know how to trade. And then some other fool, poor guy who thinks that they don't have the power, that they need to go to other people to save them, give their money to them. And then this guy loses the money. Why? That he didn't have enough money, and I say he because it was actually a real-life example, that this trader didn't have enough money to fund his account was very telling in the first place. Because if you're good around money, if you know the value of money, you know how to go out and make money. And then you don't need to go out to other people and ask them for money to fund your account so that you can be a better trader. Because I always say if you can't turn $1,000 into $10,000, you will turn $100,000 into nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes to people saying that they are going to risk less when they have a bigger account. So now they but, should risk more to grow their account, which I think is ridiculous yeah. because they get to a point where they're used to risking too much and yeah. they don't control their money anymore, which is a hard city to be in. Go out and get a freaking job. Do a night <laughs> shift somewhere yeah. until you have enough money to fund a meaningful account. Don't go to other fools. And Etienne, I've done it too. So, you know, that's why I can talk about it. That's why I have earned the right to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did that. And, you know, I paid all the money back to my friend whose money I lost at the time. That friendship is gone. The trust is gone. Yeah, it's something that you can't make up for anymore. But you can learn from it and never do it again and become a better person for it. Exactly. Yeah, and and I think from these hard times, that's where you get to become better. Also, you get to kind of go back and, yeah, and yeah. try after, which is awesome. 
massive wake-up call. Yeah. Yeah, right? So, uh, and I know many, many traders do it, and that's why I'm sharing my story that hopefully I can help others to yeah, do Yeah, people can, can relate to you, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have a good question from Ashley, if, we, if you want to get to it, about yeah. what happens uh, when you give your profit back to the market. <laughs> I'm so, an expert at that. <laughs> yeah. So the question Ashley asked, if you guys cannot see it for whatever reason, uh, what can one do if they have successfully traded all week and then give half their profit to the market? Yeah. So um, that is really interesting because the only thing you can do is do it again, recoup. It's kind of like you're on a diet and you're doing so well and then you stuff your face, you go to a party and you just start binge eating. And instead of saying, that's it, the end, I don't need to start my diet again, you just go back and you do it again. You start again yeah. until you have resolved the stuff that makes you binge eat. Yeah, no, I'll probably yeah. try to find a solution why that happened and try to find a way to make yeah. it work next time. Exactly. So the question is, why did you give half of your profits back? And I can say if you gave half of your profits back, well done. Because most would give all of their profits back. and Plus even, more. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so actually what I'm wondering, and that's again out of my own experience, that's the good thing, you know, like I've got so much experience on stuffing up, I can really help you guys. <laughs> so what I found was when there was such an impulsive market like we had in the last few weeks, I would be doing really, really well on the way up, on the way down, didn't matter. Then I didn't understand and I didn't see, and it was just a lack of experience that the market had stopped its impulsive behavior. And to your production story, your position sizes, no chase losses, exactly what I said at the beginning. It's just not helpful. Ashley knows that. Yeah, we all know that. It's about doing what we know we must. That's the problem. And so it's about looking at what was the driving force for you to um, keep trading even though the market has changed? Was it that you maybe have a lack of experience and you didn't notice, you didn't realize the market has changed? And so you kept going and you didn't take your loss then. So let me just elaborate on that. It's a little bit confusing. So in 2000 and so let me first talk about market environment. In 2003, it was my first year of trading and I was short and I was trading Australian stocks. And overnight, March 20, General Schwarzkopf, he marched into, I think it was Iraq, and it was the start of a new war. And the market jumped up overnight, like big gap. And I lost my first account. What happened? I didn't understand because I didn't have enough experience. I didn't understand that when there's uncertainty, the market goes down. The moment Schwarzkopf invaded Iraq, there was certainty. And we all know that war is good for companies. And they start making a lot of money. And then the stock started going up. Had I have enough experience, I would have gone back to 1992 when there was a similar setup. So it was, I think, Kuwait war. I can't remember. Market going down. And then the moment they invaded Kuwait, if it was Kuwait or whatever it was, the market started going up. So I could have gone back in history and looked at what was a similar time, similar setup, similar context, what happened when things changed. And so I didn't do that. And that was my first experience with war. And I'm like, now I know how to trade wars or the lead up to wars. Looking at when we don't realize, understand when the market stops 
doing what it has done for two weeks. What would happen was I was doing well, you know, market going down, going down, going down. And then the market would retrace. I would think it is a retrace, stay in my short position. But then there was an impulse to go up short covering. I didn't understand that. And I would stay with my short position, thinking the market would turn around again and take one more leg down. But it didn't. And that's when I then got to the point where my loss got so big that I didn't want to take it anymore. And I would say, well, if the market goes down and my loss, let's say I would have a $500 loss, but I only wanted to do a $200 loss. So $200 was my emotional threshold. I would say if the market goes down again and I can get out of the $300 loss, then I will do that. Market would turn. My loss would reduce to $300. And then I would say to myself, yeah, but now the market's going to continue down again. Why would I take my loss? market did not continue. It would have its little retracement and then continue up. And I would still be in that short position because I did not recognize down there the setup that the circumstances and the context for the market to go down have changed. And that is experience that you either have to do on your own or you learn from other successful traders. So it could be one of those two things, Ashley. Now, if you have given your profits back because you held onto your losing trade, then you have to work on your unconscious emotions because what caused you to hang on to this trade and not cutting immediately, not saying I have made $1,000, I'm only willing to give back 20% of the $1,000 profit, so I still have my 800. And again, the fact that you say you only gave half of your profits back, well done you, that's really good. I can tell you 90% of traders would have given all back and more. So give yourself some credit. Yeah, doing well here. Exactly. But it? I think even here, one more thing is the fact that it might also come back to experience more because it's kind of a natural reflex for people to hold on to the losing trade when they start. So that might just be something you have to learn or might be something you have to work on also emotionally. But I think both can apply in this case. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing with the internet. In 2003, I didn't have the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Now... I know whom to go to when I want to know what to do. So, and as you know, I love Tom Dante. I love Tony Sycamore. I love Matt Starkey. I love so many traders that I know they're outstanding traders. And I ask them, right, Chris Weston, do I rely on what they say? No, they get it wrong too. Yeah. Do I take what they say? I process the information and see if that is something that I agree with? Yes. And how many times did I follow someone who I know they're really great traders, they got it wrong. And then, you know, it's up to me to say, okay, so they got it wrong here. I actually got it right. So I need to trust myself more because initially I thought, oh, this is what the market's going to do. They said, this is what the market's going to do. Classic example. So the market did this first take down, right? And someone that I really respect and appreciate, I know him from prop trading, amazing guy. He said, I'm going to buy the heck out of the ES, the market's going to come back up. And I closed my short and I bought, and then the market did another leg down, right? So I can't go back and blame him because in my mind, I thought, oh, it's actually too early. You know, all my indicators show me that it should continue to the downside, but I gave my power to him and thought he's right because he is frankly a better trader than me. He got it wrong. So what do I do? Mm -hmm. I start my long and I went short. I went with my system. No drama needed. 
but it's feedback for me to trust myself more. Yeah. So what will you do with that? I think next time you'll trust yourself on that decision because you cannot necessarily know if it's going to be the right time or the right thing you do this time. Exactly. So. Just going back and saying feedback, <laughs> you did it again. Yeah. And this is for me, that's, I call it the little sister syndrome because I have an older brother who's four years older than me. Of course, he always knows better than me. He's got four years more life experience, which was significant when I was little and growing up, right? And also an older brother who loves his little sister very much and always tried to, you know, help me out. I recognize this is the driving force for me to rather listening to others than to myself because this is how I was conditioned growing up. And then I laugh at myself, I giggle and say, oh, it was just my conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think Theo Productions question is about something we talked about before. So yes, yeah, can you speak on overtrading and thinking the like the sensible trade as opposed to trades based on emotion? For what purpose, Theo Productions? Why would I only take sensible trades? Ah, hello. Yeah. Cool. So here's the thing, because um, I have to leave in five minutes because I'm leaving yeah. Meet my friend and her baby. It's not possible, TO Productions. You know, you're setting a standard for yourself that is impossible to achieve. It's perfection. Only taking sensible trades. And sometimes I can tell you I took some emotional trades that turned out to be some amazing performers. And trades where I think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Man, was I lucky. And on the flip side, took emotional trades where it didn't work out. And that was not the problem. The problem would have been, did I get out of them immediately or not? So I have this thing here on my computer, which I heard Linda Rushke saying when she was at the ATA conference, correct mistakes immediately. Winners cut losers. Now, me getting into an emotional trade that doesn't work out, that's a mistake. So I need to get out. And the, the interesting thing is, you know, when I follow my system and I have a loss, it's easy for me to cut my loss. When I get into an emotional trade, I find it much harder to cut my loss. Or when I get into a trade because I didn't follow my system, I find it much harder to cut my loss for whatever reason. I don't want to admit that, you know, it was a bad thing to do. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's about training myself to cut my losses immediately. So that's the thing, right? If you make a mistake, it doesn't matter. Know how to fix it and how to change it and how to get yourself back on track. Yeah. And so to production, I, w I would recommend you maybe listen to the recording. Etienne will keep up the recording and yeah. or that you can catch up with the beginning of our conversation. Yeah. And Shadadu, it's all about trusting your strategy and being patient. Well, I completely disagree. Because I've been seeing some traders this last two weeks whose strategy did not work in this market. And they are good traders. And their strategies let them down. And if they had trusted their strategy, man, they would have lost a lot of money. Being able to trust yourself and to know when your strategy might not work because you had like two setups and they failed, that is feedback as well. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. also very important from what I've seen. So traders, they understand that you have to choose a strategy, of course, keep like, the same thing all the time, be consistent, but also understand when it doesn't work and when they have to maybe stop or change or adapt. That's also important. Exactly. And the reality is really 90% of traders, in my experience, don't have a strategy that's proven, that's tested, 
they just don't know enough about the markets. Yeah. I see that as well. So what are they supposed to trust if they don't have a strategy that's already solid? And it has been through the different market cycles. We have had 10 years of bull market. I've been through war. I have been through GFC. Do you think I have a data bank of experience? Yeah, but of I course. I can't tell you that. I can't teach you that. Because again, it's like being on the bike when the bike is wobbling. You don't have any training wheels anymore. How do you teach that? You can't. That's something people can kind of fairly easily do themselves of going back on the chart in the past and see what happened. Yeah. I think Pepperstone has that actually. They have this tool where it can kind of recreate the market. So where it unfolds one at the time. How do you call that, Etienne? Sorry, I'm so yeah, bad. Like yeah, kind of like a... Kind of a similar, like a backtester, yeah. You could do yeah. it on any backtesting platform, so yeah. yeah. Exactly. So there's like backtesting platforms that unfold the market from the history. So if you want to find out what a market replay, thank you, Alejandro. Yeah. If you want to find out what it felt like to be in the GFC, do the market replay. Because it, like you look at it, right? And it goes like bar down, bar down, bar down. This is not how it was in real life. It was like, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, like, wow, wow, ooh, do go long, do go short. FX Blue, okay, oh, great, thank you, Alejandro. So FX Blue, I just know from Pepperstone because I had that on my thing. It's super useful. This is how you can increase your experience and your data bank of memory and of experience so quickly. You don't need to wait for another GFC to happen. Hopefully it won't. Yeah. yeah. I have seen people exactly. losing. Houses. I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Exactly. So you go that. Yeah. There's also stuff for effects and force tester that work. Yeah. Great too, so. Exactly. Cool. Perfect. I cool. think that ends on a pretty good note. But uh, yeah. So you guys can check out Mandy. I think your website can be linked below. If not, I've done a playlist of all the years we've done together for the past year or so. They're all uh, in the playlist yeah. below. It can be linked there. People can binge watch like a TV show, or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. So thank you, Mandy, for coming here. I appreciate. And Thank we'll you catch you guys so uh, pretty soon. Well, like you're doing an amesing job for the community. And I, I really want to command you and thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you.